You're listening to Pre-Cana with the Pope, a podcast aimed at restoring confidence in marriage and family life. So welcome everybody. So we're we're like live-ish now. Like this is the part that we'll use. So we're here. We're gonna do something different. Um, you from listening, you can't tell we're doing anything different. But if this ever the video ever makes it outside of the cloud that it's being recorded on, yeah. um, we're recording on a different program today because we want to do a reaction video. Um, but it's like you'll be able to hear what we're reacting to. Yeah. So like it's not like so you're listening to a reaction podcast, but we're also recording it episode podcast we're not we're not rebranding oh, right me. right are we no we're just reacting to things no not, no N- no. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying something all right so yeah but we've i mean this is something that we've brought up a few times so i'm glad that we're and we've he, brought up we've had issues we have brought well this topic has come up before and these people have come up before so now we're gonna put them together these people sorry I'm queuing. What are you? You're acting different because there's a camera I can in front see, of you. I can see myself, and I keep turning to look at you. I don't know why. I don't know. I can see you, you here, see but me? then I can see myself, and, and then I get Je- distracted Jesus, by Jesus myself. Abs. And Jesus' abs. We have a painting of Jesus behind me, and all I can look at is abs. Um, he needs some milk. <laughs> have you seen those? No. No. Okay. There's like a. I don't know what's what's like a video meme called. But like there's, so there's memes and then there's like videos and then there's like audio that is funny that people, so like there's a lady that says he needs some milk and then like they pair that with people's videos on Instagram that like are weak and okay. do something and get hurt. And then like, <laughs> and then you hear her yell, he needs some milk. Jesus, so he needs some milk? Well, cause he's, his, he's he, hurt. You can see his ribs. No, <laughs> cause you can see his ribs. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. He can. Continue. So have people asked us before this question? Because we're gonna, the yeah, title should be have. something along the lines about um, how often couples should have sex. Not couples, married couples. Married couples. How often married couples should have sex? <laughs> Dating couples? Never. Zero. Um, yeah, no, they have asked us in the Q and A's on Instagram, and we've just ignored it. You have. You're like, I'm not touching that one. No. But now we're gonna touch it because, because other people touched it first. <laughs> you're you're acting different because you're on camera now. Uh, no, because so. I don't know where this talk came from, but Jordan Peterson addressed it. It looks like he did like a live Q&A with Tammy, who Tammy is his wife. We're on a first name basis. Um, <laughs> his and his wife is becoming Catholic. Yeah, she She's joined, joined RCA. RCA. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if it's called RCA anymore, technically. Some places OCIA mm-hmm. and some RCA. And she prays the rosary. Yeah. Which is a prerequisite for RCA? No, I don't know. Um, but so it looks like they were doing a Q&A, a live Q&A on stage. And it, it may have been after a talk they gave on marriage or something because the questions asked about how often couples should have sex. Marriage, sorry. Uh, how, well, actually, I don't know. But I'm assuming he's talking about married couples, like how often married couples should have sex. And um, he addresses the question. And then Christopher West reacted to his Answer. answer. Mm-hmm. And now we are going to react to both his answer and then react to Christopher West's answer. A reaction. His reaction to. Yeah. So. So this is a reaction to a reaction to a question. Yes. 
So we're gonna. So it's our new thing now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, so yeah, because this is our way of not directly answering a question, but then like we'll give our, we'll give our thoughts on it and hopefully an answer too. Um, and I hope that this sounds good as a podcast because I'm not sure because I know this is like things people do for video. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not planning on doing this for video, but I, this is the only way I can get the audio of the video to play in to the, play in the audio. Yep. All right, here we go. Let's try it out. All right. I got to click. Husband Ready? Says, well, and? 15 times a week. And the way- Wait. Start, sorry. Let me start at the beginning. Okay. That was like two seconds in. Ready? And action. Husband says, well, 15 times a week. And the wife says, once every two years. And that's... <laughs> and neither of them want to admit that that's what they want or need. And so they won't talk about it. And so you have to corner people if you're treacherous therapist and the way you do that is by starting with something absurd it's like well how about once every two years and both of them pretty much agree almost instantly that that's probably a little on the scarce side and then you might say well why how about four times a day and virtually without exception although not always both parties agree that that's probably aiming for the stars, let's say. I think that's a brilliant strategy of like, if you got, if you want to have the conversation, how often we should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how often a married couple should have sex and like, you're, you're the couple and like, all right, how, how often is, is good for both of us? I think going to the two extremes and saying like, all right, let's, we can agree on this at least. Yeah. Right. We start there. And it almost brings in a little bit of like humor and obscurity to it. Like, Absurdity, obscurity. I don't, anyways, like it brings in a little humor to it as well so that it can cut some of the tension maybe. Yeah, yeah. At least it did in the audience. In but the audience. I wonder if the conversation is like. <laughs> I was smiling too, but I guess it depends what mood you're in when you have this conversation. Yeah. No, it's, it's just a neat strategy. But then now you've got people nicely trapped because you know it's somewhere between four times a day and once every two years. <laughs> and then you can pull in the walls. It's like, well, how about six times a week? Or how about once every three months? And you know, that's a lot closer, right? It's still not that close, but it's a lot closer. And Generally, my experience was that people who have relatively productive and engaged and multidimensional lives settle on something varying between once to three times a week and do you think there's a right amount <clears throat> are we getting to that already i just okay. there's no there's no like getting to this is no. this is just this is a podcast conversation i know i just because it seemed like what they were saying so well, i wasn't well, ready for that question do i think there's a right amount no i don't think there's a right amount because well, do you want me to answer because i don't know Okay. Um, I don't think there's a right amount because there's so many factors to consider mm-hmm. when you're talking about how frequently couples should, I don't know, even like there's like a difference, I think, between like how often should a couple be having sex versus how often should they be aiming <laughs> for having sex oh, too. So like, you know, like, you know, we're going to try for this, but like, you know, reality will set in, a kid wakes up, the day went you know, sour or whatever. But um, I think that there's a lot of different factors. There's whether or not a couple is, I mean, we're talking about Catholic couples here now too, in Catholic married couples, but. I think 
just so we stop doing that. When we when we say couples for the remainder of this there episode, we we're talking yeah. about Catholic, Catholic married, married couples. couples. Okay, fair. So, you know, if they're practicing NFP, what are they practicing that for? Mm. Are they trying to avoid pregnancy or achieve pregnancy? That would change things a bit. Um, you know, what, you know, are there health factors? Are there work factors? Like, does somebody work crazy shift, like, you know, three 12 hour shifts versus, you know, regular nine to five? Mm-hmm. Are, you know, are you working opposite? schedules so that somebody's always home with the kids is somebody in the military i think there's a lot of factors to it so yeah and that's why i thought like it's such a i feel like at least he doesn't even really give a specific answer he just kind of says that well he kind of he was giving like what different couples come up with and that generally most couples um i think he said one to three times a week Mm -hmm. was what they were coming up with and i just i just thought like that's why the question came in my head like is there a correct Mm. amount or is it like does is it based couple to couple? Um, is there a correct amount that they should be aiming for? That's like oh, this is healthy. Um, but again, like it varies season of life. It's just that so that's that's where my mind was going. Um, because I'm sure like similar to like whatever uh, couples are listening to this episode, like the same. I don't know. They have the same question, and like that's why they're asking. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so. It's- <clears throat> It's an interesting question too, because, or, well, if the question is how often should we be having sex or is, is the question how often we should be having sex or how often are healthily married couples having sex? Like, I think sometimes the question is like, not necessarily about us, but like, I want to see where we fall on the spectrum of like, what do other people do? You know, like, and Mm. who do we ask? You can't ask your friends or your siblings like how often do you have sex you know so i think part of it is just wondering like are we within the realm of normal or are we oh yeah we're having way more sex than other people or are we like we're not even close but even like the once a week versus three times a week that's that's still a big difference because that's yeah that's four times a month versus 12 Mm -hmm. you know that could be i don't know i think yeah do you think it's a really asking do you think it's a perversion I don't think is the right word but like should couples not even care Mm. right where where they fall on the spectrum like is that a already like a disordering of of, like a curiosity that's not meant to be right like why why does it matter yeah Yeah. right right like because I know that I've said this to you before like in in the summa like curiosity is considered a sin but like a certain type of curiosity Mm -hmm. right like to know a frivolous thing just to know it like why does that matter so like does it like I can, I can see needing, wanting to know where you fall with others your age who believe their faith the same way they do. To to see again, like, are we doing things incorrectly? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't, I just, I don't know if it's a healthy thing to even think about where you fall. I think there is a little bit of I, I, I see what you're saying, especially if you're like, if this comes from a place of like anxiety or worry of like not doing the right thing or if there's like some level of scrupulosity to it. Mm. Um, but I do think that there is, a, I think there's ways to ask that question in a healthy manner though, that you're just like, am I prioritizing sexual intimacy with my spouse enough? Okay. Am I over prioritizing it? Like, should we be focusing on other? Th- I think that there's like a healthy way to, to wonder about this question. Um, mm. Because again, like you, you, in knowing at least some to some extent 
theology of the body and then like having certain things where you're like sex and marriage is good. You know, sex is good. God created sex. Married couples are supposed to have sex. So I think there, there is some level of, of, um, like healthy wonder to that question of like, I just want to make sure that I'm putting this in its rightful order. Mm. Um, but I think that there's a fine line with that. Like I, I, I totally see what you're saying. And I think that I even myself have fallen trapped to over wondering mm. or thinking right. too much about other people. And I wonder if it's because I guess like, what's the purpose of needing to know mm. or of wanting to know where you fall? Yeah. Hmm. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yes. All right. Well, so I think for the, and I'm, I watched this once. I haven't seen this yet. I, I think he's going to, I think Christopher Ross is going to start jumping in soon. That's, that's a close approximation. And I've also noticed that couples who aren't intimate physically about once a week at minimum, things tend to deteriorate across time and the relationship tends not to hold. And I've also noticed that unless you spend about 90 minutes a week, oh, maybe he's listening. So now Christopher is going to start re reacting, but I think that's really, um, I, I take his, uh, perspective as a therapist seriously like mm -hmm. that. Um, again, very broad strokes of saying like you have to once a week. Uh, but he's saying that's like, I guess like that's an average. So it, again, if you're practicing NFP, there's some weeks that that's not happening. So I don't know like if. Yeah. But what I'm hearing though, is that like, if, if physical intimacy, if sexual intimacy is not a part of your relationship or it's a scarcity within your relationship, then other pieces of your relationship can or will deteriorate. Or mm. it could also, I think, be on the flip side, a barometer of other things in your relationship are not going well if sexual intimacy is a scarcity in a relationship that doesn't have like a very concrete reason for that to be off the table. Interesting. Yeah. Like if there's, if there's a very clear reason of like somebody's health postpartum, you know, recent surgery, like something like that, like then, and it's off the table for a very like concrete reason, then that's not what we're talking about. But I, I would, I think my, my reasoning, my logic would say, well, that does kind of make sense that if this is not even really an, a regular part of your relationship, then something about your marriage could be deteriorating because this mm. is something that is unique to a marriage versus other relationships. Interesting. Well, it, it's at least in my mind. Yeah. So like a chicken and an egg type thing of like, mm -hmm. is there less sex because you're lacking in these other areas or are these other areas suffering because there's a lack of sex? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it could be a both end. Right. Yeah. But, Either um, or. and then the, sorry, you were saying reasons why sex is off the table. I also think, one thing that's fascinating to me, and this is something I learned through the different um, social media content influencers on on social media. Uh, um, Thank you. That, like, that. I guess, I guess. Sorry, I don't mean to say it in such a like a. But I guess uh, sex being painful mm -hmm. is a reason why it's off the table for a lot of um, yes. couples, and I don't know if that's articulated within the relationship, mm -hmm. or if it's even known. Like, oh, that's a that's a thing. It's not supposed to be. Yes. Can you elaborate more? Because I that's the extent of my knowledge. Oh, yeah. I mean, so there's definitely been a, a better 
communication and more understanding of, I think this is particular, particularly for women more often than men, but um, f- for sex being painful for women. And there's a few physiological reasons for that, a few medical reasons for that. Um, but if that's a part of your relationship, if that's part of the, the anatomy of the woman or the some, for some reason that could be, um, endometriosis or vaginism or a couple other things that, um, yeah, that like if the, well, first of all, sex is not supposed to be painful. There is kind of this idea that maybe the first time or the first few times might be painful because you're getting used to the act, but it really like sex should, should not be painful in, in like, on a regular basis. So if that is, then there's definitely some sort of medical reason to look into. Mm. Um, and, and that has, I think that there's more, I think more women are sharing about that, which I hope allows more women to share that in their relationship with their spouse, with their husband saying like, this is a thing, um, and not be ashamed of it, but Mm. also to encourage them to seek treatment because there's, there are ways to help with that as well. Mm. Because I know that's a, a reason that it's one of the many reasons it could be off the table could be because it's just not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So like, I, that's not a thing that, that I mean, they could be from either party. Like they just yeah. don't desire because it's not enjoyable. Um, but I think that's different than painful. I think there's uh, a lot of Yeah. I guess I was trying to say, I, right, right. So I was just painting it more as an umbrella, like un- unenjoyable. It, it could be not enjoyable. Painful could be one of the reasons why it's not enjoyable, but then mm. and there's other reasons why, but I'm just yeah. happy that that's, like you said, that's starting to become a conversation. Yeah. Um, but if it's not enjoyable, I think that's a very different conversation. Maybe enjoyable is not the right word. It's not a positive experience. For that. Mm, I still think that's a totally different conversation. Because then that's like, why is it not? And then you go into things like foreplay and emotional intimacy outside of the bedroom and okay, all those other – like it ended too quickly, you know, like all these, I would think that those are. Okay. I agree. That would be a different conversation than. But painful could be one of those reasons though. Why it's not a positive. Yes. But I think that. I took the word enjoyable out. Right. But I think that that's one would be like, you would seek outside treatment. And then the other thing would be those others would be things that you need to work on within your relationship. They're all things you should communicate about. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Are you saying that there's a greater push for communicating about how sex feels for you? Yes. Okay. Yes. I misunderstood your original question. That's okay. I'm glad you took full responsibility for your hiccup. (laughs) I forgive you. Should we elaborate on the, your actual question? I don't even know what I was asking. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, I'm trying to, externally process like what I'm thinking. Okay. And then. Yeah. I mean, well, there's definitely like way more influencers than talking about how to help. Oh, couples that's have- driving me nuts. Okay. Not, so- it's become like a, a mini business. Sorry. Can we talk about this? Sex, Are we- sex coaching. Yes. I find it irksome. Well, cause I think it's, I, I think eh, maybe I'm wrong. This is, this is going to be a catchphrase. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But like, that's I, going to be the, the pre, pre-can with the Pope t-shirt. Maybe, maybe I'm, wrong, I'm wrong, but. but <laughs> dot, dot, dot. It's but, dot, dot, dot in the back. But with one T. 
Sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I don't like the push to, to start selling and coaching couples on how to have sex. I understand the need of like, so, so, and this is something we'll get into when Christopher West starts talking, but like, I understand the need for like, I need practical advice on -hmm. things. I, I totally get that. But I think at some point, like you, like you can't, like some things like you have to learn with your spouse. Yep. Like this isn't and not this a isn't, third party. No. Yes. Like this isn't like a I think that there I think that there's definitely like a very I I mean I've not ever gone to some sort of like coaching meeting or whatever, but um I think that there's certain things that like become oversharing and like things that you shouldn't be sharing outside of your relationship with a stranger. And then also like what is their experience like why are they able to coach about this topic Mm -hmm. like what makes them an expert in this Mm -hmm. and then also yeah i think that there's a lot a lot of goodness that comes from being vulnerable and authentic with your spouse and trying things and failing at things and trying things and succeeding at them and having that worked Mm -hmm. out within the couple and not being like so and so suggested this and it'd be like Yep. Why are they? Yeah, I think I think that there's a I think there's a reason why intimacy is meant to be between the couple. I don't like it. All right, so let's see what Christopher West has to say about how often couples have sex. But it's not just the quantity of sex, like how often a couple engages in the marital act with each other. It's the quality of it. What is happening in that act? Is it truly a marital act? And by that I mean, is it truly a participation and renewal, participation in and renewal of the marriage covenant? Are we speaking honestly with our bodies? Are we saying with our bodies, I give myself to you freely. I give myself to you totally. I give myself to you faithfully. And if it is God's will, let there be life. Is that the... Your thoughts? No, I want to hear yours no. first because that face was like I didn't make a face. Full. Uh, well, there's documentation. Now. <laughs> there's definitely a face. No, <laughs> I. One of the one of the issues that I struggle with when listening to Catholic speakers is that a question is asked, and it's I feel, and this is me again. I could be wrong. <laughs> And it's very broad strokes, but I feel (laughs) as though they are never directly answered. Mm -hmm. It's always, let me give you foundational theology first. And then later at some point, you might hear the answer to your specific question. Mm -hmm. And I don't, so again, I don't disagree with what he's saying. I, I. Quality is important when it comes to sex. Yes. Yes. Quality is important. And again, in the, the, you're renewing your marital vows with your body and in order for that to be happening, it needs to be free, total, faithful, fruitful. Totally believe all of that. But I feel what I get nervous about is when, 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 and this is why I think a lot of Catholics, and I, we actually talked talk to the teens about this. Not didn't talk not to that didn't talk to the teens about this specific <laughs> thing, but more of like what we've done as like the millennial. I think millennial and under generations have like two different boxes. They have like the this is my faith. This is how I learn about my faith. 
And this is how, and then the other box is how I learned to be human. And they go to all these other influencing influencers and content creators to learn about how to be a human because so many of the Catholic people do what Christopher West is doing. So like, if I just have a basic question of like how, you know, how often should me and my husband or me and my wife be having sex? And then I start getting marital, marital theology course. I'm like, I don't, didn't have that. That's not what I was right, asking. Right. I but, learned that and I knew that, but what does that look like? And what does that mean? So I, it, yeah, yeah. And, and I can see the Jordan Peterson. And then like, that's when you get to like the whole, like bringing a sex coach thing of like, you just want the practicals. Yes. Like that's not good either to yeah. just be looking at the practicals. Um, and I don't feel like the specifically, maybe Christians have done like evangelicals have done this. I don't, I don't think they have, but like, I don't feel like there's Catholic creators, influencers that can do both mm. and can speak the theology and also, Hey, practically this is how this can look. Um, that's those, that's my initial thoughts of like, I, and I think a lot of pre-canas do this too. Yeah. Like they, and this is, and I, this is one of the things that, it's dangerous. that, that, well, it's one of the things that like our conversation about a pre-cana, Monica and I are doing a pre-cana at our parish. <laughs> and one of the issues, we usually give the sex talk there. And what I say, usually we have for always the last, for the last 10, 10 years. years, as soon as we got married. Yeah. As soon as our pastor found out that we don't mind talking about it, he's like, great. I don't have to do this anymore because <laughs> no one else will do it. But, but so, but one of the things I said to you is like, what's the point of talking about, about theology of the body? Like they don't have any foundation for that. Mm -hmm. So like I, I struggle with giving people foundation, uh, like a uh, high level things when like they're, they don't have that foundation yet. Yeah. So. I, I also struggle too with like, okay, for like, for example, you and I had that foundation that Christopher Russ is talking about mm -hmm. in our marriage prep, right? Like that was part of our marriage mm -hmm. prep and we, knew about that but that still doesn't like okay so now we're married and we're newlyweds and we're trying to figure this out and we're like are we doing it right is this well, what is this what total free fruitful looks like you know <laughs> why is the quality still bad yeah, like, yes, exactly <laughs> i said it so that you didn't have to you already said the thing about things being too short so i, <laughs> I wasn't speaking from Current person <laughs> <Curse> called out. <laughs> but My face is so red. Hopefully, we don't use this video. I'm keeping all the audio. I, can, I, can I didn't say anything it. about the audio. I just said the video. My face. Is, look, my hand and my face are <laughs> different colors. <laughs> but yeah, so like uh, that's because most of the couples, I broad strokes today, guys. Oh, uh, I think most couples ask this question because the usually the husband wants to engage more often than the wife does. Yep. So then. And, and then I, there becomes some sort of argument sometimes right. and like tension, kind of like what Jordan, I guess that's why I appreciate Jordan Peterson's perspective because he's been a, he's been a counselor for so long, a psychologist for so long that like he has watched couples broach this topic often. And like, this is where so many practically are coming from mm. and it it is a big source of tension i would imagine that like after finances sex is probably the second most thing that brings conflict to yeah a we'll, marriage. we'll we'll see by how many downloads this episode gets I guess so. <laughs> is this is this an issue um because yeah and i think the again we haven't finished the video yet but i think the best way to respond to something like this would be starting with jordan peterson's thing of like because I think his answer also gives the impression like this is an important thing you should get right yes. within your marriage. Yep. 
Um, and then going into like, okay, but there's more than just how often you engage, but also like yeah. these, I think for, yeah, the, I think quality was a, I think the spiritual quality mm. is important. Yes. I don't think, cause you say quality and then the, again, we could also just be like spiritually very qual like the quality is great, but like physically it's the not. physical quality is not. Yep. It's not, which is also important, which is part of the human box that like, okay, people are going to be like. My theology is great. Spiritual right. quality is great, but Here's I'm a still new position dissatisfied. To try. <laughs> right, which is like that's and that's what you don't want people going on Google and then trying to you know yeah because they they feel like the the church isn't giving them some sort of answers. Um, so that's those were my thoughts. Affirmed. I would say too, like, and I I don't know why Christopher West chose to respond to this. I don't know if he ever listened to more Jordan Peterson or not. So this is not. He has, he has, okay. he's re reacted to other things, um, which is but, where I got the idea of like, we should react to this. Gotcha. So, but Jordan Peterson does speak a lot about the importance of intimacy outside of the bedroom too. And like yeah. romance with your spouse and date nights and stuff. There was one, like, I remember one time talking about like date nights and he thought it was such a terrible idea until they got home from date nights. And he was like, this is a great idea. <laughs> I remember him saying a joke like that. I like it. Anyhow. Carry on. Carry on. Quality of this act. Is that what we are wanting to say? Or are we just saying, I have an itch and I need to scratch it and you qualify to scratch my itch? Well, it that's really important. And that's the, that's the thing that I think Peterson can miss. Well, yes and no, because I, I think to come to a consensus of like how often if you're having a good conversation and you're, you, you are uh, open enough to your spouse and you trust them. Like you would, part of that would be like, I feel like you're using me mm -hmm. if you feel like you're being used. Um, and then you, if you're be the person who's using the other, like you should be open to like that criticism of like, Oh, I probably am because the person shouldn't be used that way as like a person who's scratching an itch. Right. I think that it's a really important thing to always be um, self-reflective of like, why am I desiring sex right now with my spouse? And like, think about those motivations for that. Is it purely physical? Is it, and also like, is it purely for affection? Like, am I using my spouse just to feel better about myself or about our relationship? Um, or is it holistic? Like, is it physically desiring your spouse as well as emotionally desiring them as well as spiritually desiring mm -hmm. that connection? Um, I think that it's really important to keep tabs on that for yourself to keep tabs and always be considering how that feels within your relationship. Do you feel like that's mutual or do you feel like there are other reasons? And then to be honest about that with yeah. one another. Um, but I think to completely also just like say any sort of physical arousal is something that you need to squash. I think you need to be careful about that too, because just because you're feeling physically aroused for your spouse doesn't mean that you are using them to scratch an itch, like necessarily. Right, right, right. So yeah. I think it's also really important to be careful yeah. with the the trappings of like extreme purity culture. Like you can be physically aroused by your spouse, and like your body's telling you that you want to have sex with mm -hmm. them. That doesn't inherently mean that you're using them. Right, and the yeah, the difference comes in on what you do with the arousal, and that's what yeah. what's what Saint John Paul would say in Love and Responsibility. Because well, we have no control over our arousals. Right. And and men are more quickly physically aroused, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's- The light switch versus the boiling the, water. Like the tea kettle or something. Yeah, yeah, boiling water. It's like, so I think that 
it's also dangerous to just always blame men for wanting sex more often. It's like, well, their body's more readily prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So it's part of that is biology. So again, to like, what do you do with that arousal is with your will and your your virtue of chastity and things mm-hmm. like that. But also to just like, oh, men, they just always want sex. Like, well, they're physically aroused more often probably. Mm-hmm. Like, so yes, their speak their body is speaking something to them. Um, and like what are they doing with it? But but it's okay for a man to physically desire his wife. Yeah. See, and I, I would skew more to being more critical of it because I think the 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 push for virtue has been it's mm. not it's not the same. Yeah. And I sure. think there's there's more of like pushing to that even in, in secular culture of of not being a slave to your passions. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for a while, yeah, I'd say generations older than us, like it was just, sure. you know, um, and cause I, the jokes I've heard before about like men just want one thing usually has come from older people that are 20 years older than me sure. talking about their spouses. Yeah. Um, so like I would say that, and I, so I can see that in other, other couples, other uh, marriages where the husband just like, whenever he feels an urge, he feels like, Hey, this is, something I need then now it, yeah. uh, because they have no self-control and they have no self-mastery. Right. And uh, much of that comes from pornography and masturbation and also just that general, well, it that also general not- message that they've gotten that like, well, men just want sex and you can have it when yeah. you're married. It could also come from, again, not having someone in a human formation realm being able to be like, hey, yeah, that's fine. You feel that way. That doesn't mean you have to act on it. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess, and and I'm glad Christopher Frost is bringing it up. I would have liked Jordan Peterson to bring that up too, just from a, a mm. human yeah. element of like, you, you don't have to respond to every urge your body has. Your wife doesn't have a responsibility to satisfy every urge you mm. have mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's a, that's a, I'm glad he's bringing that up, but that that's an important thing in the conversation of how often because mm-hmm. a husband could feel like he joked about four times a day, but like a husband, what, there's, there's husbands out there. I'm sure that could be like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that, that's not okay. If that's how you, if you, cause you have urges all that often doesn't mean that you need to satisfy all of those. Sure. So if anything, maybe the more virtuous thing for me would be for you to, to like go once every month until you are able to control yourself to the, to, mm. to the point that like, all right, I mm. don't need to every time I feel like it. Yeah. If you do it in a, again, like it has to be done in a virtuous sacrificial, like fasting way, not mm-hmm. in a begrudging. I'm just trying to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I agree. If that's our attitude, if that's the quality of our marital act, it's not really a marital act. We're just using the other as an object to scratch my own itch. And that other person will rightly feel you have a utilitarian attitude towards me. I'm just an object for your own release here. And I don't care to engage in that kind of behavior. If married couples are focusing on those inner purifications that are required to learn how to love one another freely, totally, faithfully, and fruitfully. I believe in the normal course of events. Now, those trials are difficult, they're painful, not fun to go through, but the fruit that it bears is that the couple longs to become one. Yes. And I can't be the first one to talk about it. <laughs> I've been talking a lot too. Um, I was nodding along with that because I... 
I would agree, right? Like any time that you are practicing and working on your virtue building, there will be good fruits from that, right? So like that's that's the hope, and I've I've seen that happen in our marriage. Um, I think I like that he said that, but then part of it is like the how, like how do you go about doing that, especially now that you're married, right? There's a, there's a lot of talk on how to do that when you're not married, right? Mm. Like you, you stop looking at pornography, you stop masturbating, you don't have sex before marriage, you don't do this. You like, and now it's like a lot of, well, like, okay, now that sex is on the table, how do I still grow in the virtue of chastity Mm. when it's not a sin to have sex with my spouse yet? I'm still not doing it properly ordered. Well, one of the big issues, and this isn't um, a Christopher West, Christopher West or Jordan Peterson issue, is it's the way that we consume content now. Is that we assume that, and we mean meaning like the two of us and like everyone else who listens to any type of content, is we assume that in in this four minute video we're going to get every answer we need mm-hmm. to this question. Mm-hmm. So he, so he's saying a lot of things. So he'll, he'll even just saying like the, 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 the small purifications that'll come up in, in, in trying to do this. And we'll assume like, okay, so we're just going to be purified. And like, we'll ask the question how and be like, wow, he didn't give me the answer. Jordan Peterson didn't give me an answer how to get mm-hmm. there. Therefore I have to go look somewhere else as opposed to like, I don't, and I don't know what the best way, maybe like people need to read, maybe there needs to be books that have this in it. Um, or, or but, but I, I kind of wish the church had more, of the how to offer people because there's not like Christopher West answering. This is probably going to be the most um, seen Catholic piece of content related to this topic. Mm. And, but there's a lot more that goes into it that so like, and I don't, and this could be like counter to what I was saying about the sex coaching. This isn't like a, a, I don't mean like that people need to be coached through it. um, But I do think that there needs to be more couples speaking openly about what those purifications were like, how they went about them so that others can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't mean that we need people coaching us directly yeah. and like, tell me more about your issues so we can help purify, but more of yeah. like, we can hear that the sacrament of, of marriage purifies you. Um, but like we, it, and it could look different for everybody, but we yes. also like, there's a reason we have examples of saints for certain things and we don't have ex- enough married saints to be like, how did they, so like, we're just, yeah. And how did they navigate like this part of their, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm so glad that we have, um, the, the Martins saints, right. For, and, um, say Therese of Lazoo's parents, mm-hmm. Zelly and Lewis. Right. But like a lot of what they are known for is like parenting future nuns. Right. Like that was, that was like one of the things that you can see they, no one knows what their sex life was like, mm-hmm. right? And so so we still don't have a lot of that as examples. Um, because right, like the latest thing that's come out in terms of sex has been theology of the body. Mm-hmm. And then it's since it, – but like and as, as great as that is, there's still a lot that the thing is left. I think that that's why you see such movements now within the Catholic influencer culture of like, let's speak more openly about this. Let's have more questions. Yeah. Because – we're finding that like that this is area, these are areas where husbands and wives are still struggling and yeah. they're very faithful couples and they're still struggling because they don't have the, the, uh, they don't have the tools to be able to navigate this well. Right. So what were some of the many tiny purifications that we went through in this 
We don't have the time to go over all those. Uh, but like you're saying, like, I feel like you're throwing out a teaser then because you're like, we need this, but then we're not going to do it either. Maybe, maybe we'll write a book. Just give a few. Maybe we'll write a book. But just give a few. No. So one of the purifications I remember specifically having was the the thing about not you, you not being an itch. Nope. You not being (laughs) my, my way of scratching an itch. Right. And I remember that we, we had a fight middle, middle of the night. I don't know. 11, 11 late PM at late at night. Um, and I just, and I went and like, I couldn't fall asleep. Cause like I, and this is, I was, I feel like I was being a child. I feel like I was being a child. And that's why I think I'm very harsh on the husbands. Uh, because I, I know one, I needed somebody to be harsh on me then. And like, no one was there to call me out and be like, you're just being a baby. Um, but I was being a child about it. And so I ended up taking my copy of love and responsibility and going to the bathroom and just reading. Um, I don't know if I told this story before on the podcast. Um, and then I remember reading it's towards the end of the end of the book, um, a line that in I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember it exactly, but St. John Paul writes that that man needs to be convinced that he doesn't have to like um he doesn't have to fill every every urge that comes about. Mm-hmm. Um something along that along those lines. And like I read that and I was like, uh and like I felt very called out and I was like, okay, I don't have to fulfill every single urge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I went to bed and then I was, and then, and then like my mentality changed from there of like, yeah. just because I have an urge men, mindset. Yes. Sorry. I was built different. I became built different. <laughs> um, but like from there it became like, all right, every urge does not need, it doesn't even need a response. Like I could, it could just be a thing that, okay, I feel it this way and it can, and go. It can go. And like, it's mm-hmm. not a, um, but that was that it took a lot of arguing and fighting and it's, and I felt bad cause like you, you had, voice this to me often and I was not listening because I, and not because I, I was like, no, I love you. Like, of course I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize that my actions were the opposite of what my words were saying. Um, and like, even just the way I went about it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, and there's more, there's more to that, but we don't have time. Okay. Is that enough? Is that a good? I guess so. Yeah. Sounds guess good. So. Did you, did that, did that not satisfy the, I'm satisfied. No, like the, you want you wanted me to give a short purification. Is like that what you meant? No, yeah, I agree. Okay. Yes, th- that was what I meant. Like, just what what is an example of one thing that we did to work on this? So, from my perspective, after you working on more self control and being more willing to, um, to just give you a back rub, to just give me a back rub instead of it having to lead to something else. Then there was also a, a recognition for me, though, that um, that for me, I I would be emotionally and spiritually intimate with you, but maybe like physically not in the mood at that like at that moment, and realize that that that's okay to like begin to engage in sexual intimacy, even if I wasn't aroused at the very beginning, because, you know, I'm tired or the, the, it was a long day or my mind is kind of some, it is in a hundred different directions or whatever. And to realize that like, if I'm going to wait for the perfect scenario to happen for us to have sex, then that's, we're going to be waiting for a very long time, you know, like for all of the boxes to be checked for everything to be perfect for the candles to be lit and the temperature in the room to be right. And no kids to have bothered me all day long. And, you know, like it's just not going to happen. So I think for me, it was also a, like, I need to be, 
I need to acknowledge kind of like what Christopher was saying, like the greater thing of sex and not like wait for my physicality to catch up to Mm. that. That like, that's not going to necessarily switch my body into being like ready in that moment. It will get there as we start to engage in the physical part of things. That's it. All right, Christopher, what else do you have to say? In a healthy, holy way and in their own relationship due to their own dispositions with respect for their own dispositions, they will find if they're facing truly those inner purifications that are required, they will find a rhythm of frequency that is appropriate to their own personal dispositions. Again, I I think the emphasis should be on the quality and not the quantity or the frequency. In frequency was what he was saying, Mm -hmm. in case you couldn't tell. But um, yeah, I... I agree with him that eventually the the couple, if they're open and honest communication, like they're going to find a rhythm that works for, for them. I would agree with that. I do think though, that it's okay for you to wonder within yourselves, like is our frequency, I think it's one barometer of, of your like overall intimacy with your spouse, like your frequency or lack of frequency could be yeah one one way for you to just take an evaluation of where you guys are at emotionally and spiritually and physically um obviously like we've said before like your your external circumstances aside um to just to just have those honest conversations like do you feel like we are being do you feel like we're having enough sex to reflect where we are in our relationship right now? Yeah. Um, and do you desire more or, or less and why? And like to really discuss that because I think that, I think that there's a fear too of, does it always need to be spontaneous or should we schedule it? Is scheduling it unromantic? And like there, and again, I, like we can't answer that for your relationship, but those could be questions that you could ask. Like if you're un, if you feel unsatisfied or dissatisfied with how often, like maybe you should start scheduling it a little bit, like making sure that you prioritize having sex. Cause if you're waiting for, again, if you're, if you were like me and you're waiting for the day to go perfectly, you're going to be waiting a long time. And is that really fair? Like are you prioritizing your marriage over the other tasks that you have in your day? Are you seeing sex as a task? If you are, why? Is it your own issue or is it because your other spouse is trying to satisfy something? But like if if you guys are emotionally connected, then is it are you being used? Yes or no? Like it's all mm-hmm. it's there's a lot to consider here. Um and and it's a and again, it's a relationship, so there's going to be two parts to those reasons. Right. And I think, yeah, so it's, there's not a set answer from the church. Like it's funny when people like put in the different groups, like what does the church say specifically about this? Um, This is very subjective to the couples because every couple is unique Mm -hmm. um, and individuals are unique. Um, But I think a good way to, the way I think I would coach or coach, I would tell a young couple to go about it would be, or even any couple who's struggling with this is to go through Jordan Peterson's route first and just start the conversation of mm-hmm. like, what are we comfortable with? Whatever you end up deciding you're comfortable with, 
from there you start building and seeing like, okay, what areas of our intimate life are lacking Mm -hmm. and those areas need to start being purified. What's going to, how is that going to happen? What conversations we have to have? Um, Yeah. So I don't think it's an either or, but I think you could use both of their their approaches. And then eventually over time, like a couple, like he, and like Jordan Peterson said, like a couple does kind of eventually come to a thing that works and said it to Christopher West. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to, to account the physical and the spiritual health. Yeah. And not just look at it as either or. Either or and put them in boxes. Yeah. And um, just to kind of piggyback, like we were talking about different situations. Yeah. With um, NFP involved, because I know sometimes some couples are like, well, then NFP really kind of adds another layer of of complexity or complication to that. Um, And so just like a practical recommendation is if you're in a season of trying to avoid and so therefore your windows of opportunity are less frequent, then yeah, maybe it is really important for you to prioritize sexual intimacy during your times of infertility um, so that you you can show your spouse that like that even when you were most desiring of it, you still desire them mm. um, in times where you feel less willing. Um, and then if you are in a season of trying to achieve pregnancy, and that can also be very hard because you feel like you're constantly scheduling sex um, to really work on the emotional and spiritual intimacy at that time as well. So you don't feel like you're being used just to be fruitful. Like mm. remember that there's, all of those pieces of the covenant, not just fruitfulness. So um, to make sure that you're communicating that with one another so you don't feel that that part's lacking. I like it. So that's our response to a response. Let us know your response. A reaction. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not cool. That's our reaction to a reaction of a reaction to a question. Let us know your reactions. There you go. Let us know if you liked this style style Format. of episode uh yeah but no thank you for being here thank you for your support uh we hope that we are able to just spark conversations with the conversations we had we'll see you at the next episode